morning, friends. Please stand. session here at First Press Tampa. For those of you in the room, for those of you joining us online, we just love spending Sunday mornings with you. It's fun to grow in relationship with each other, and it's fun to grow in relationship with Jesus. And that's really the mission of our church here at First Press. We desire real relationships because we believe it leads to real transformation. We don't want you to just come in here and leave the same. We want your heart to be transformed, to draw in closer into the purpose of why God made you. We've been going through this series that really is rocking our world. So many of you have commented to us that this whole idea of slowing down, of becoming unhurried, 
of trying to still yourself before God has been life-changing. And so uh, today we're going to take a deeper dive into prayer. And so I just invite you now, knowing that that's coming in the message today, to, to lean into what prayer is. And I've heard it said before that prayer is going through life in one long, extended conversation with the Lord. I just think that's beautiful, that our whole life is just this conversation with God, that he's in every single detail and moment just waiting for us uh, to draw near to him. So we're excited to do that together this morning. If you're new, we want to know you. Please introduce yourself to us, and also please fill out a Connect card. You can access that on our website, or you can scan the QR code. But it just helps us um, meet you, connect you into the life of our church, um, and serve you well. Thank you. So we, ha we have in our family, we have a death that I wanted to tell you about. And we have a picture here of Joanne Harvey. And there she is. You can see her. Joanne was a recipient of the generosity of several of the men in the church. They took the carpet out of her house so she could move around her wheelchair. She's 88 years old. She died on Friday. She was 88 years old. She joined First Presbyterian Church in 1958. And so that means that she was a member of the church 64 years. She served. She gave. She prayed. She would always ask me at the end of worship about the things that I talked about in my personal life. Joanne prayed. She had the gift of prayer. And so I wanted you to know that Joanne had died. It was this Friday and that um, she was a person who we loved. She was on the team of people that invited me to be the pastor of, church, of the church in 1998. I've been here 24 years. And so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, she was just a thoughtful, careful, hardworking servant. She led teams like the Personnel Committee, and I wanted you to know about that, and so I wanted to, to just be aware. Joanne didn't have a big family. She has an amazing niece from Texas who's been here helping, and so just sort of quickly fell, and she said, I'm ready to go home, and her niece said, you are home, and she said, no, I mean home with Mama, and that's where she is, so I wanted you to know. Yeah, so let's pray together for Joanne's family and for so many others that we care so much about. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the matriarch that Joanne was to us in this church, faithful in prayer, faithful in relationship, modeling, Lord, what it looks like to be a part of a family of faith. Thank you that she helped create the foundation for us to experience that as well. And we ask that you would be with her niece, Suzanne, as she cares for her beloved aunt and all the details around honoring her. And just the tenderness of losing someone you love so much. Lord, we also want to pray for the Tankersley family. We pray for Vance, who had a heart attack this week, and we're asking your grace over him. Oh, great physician, do a mighty work on Vance, who loves you. Heal his body and care for his family as they care for him. We also think about Roger Pierce and his family in the diagnosis of his cousin with terminal cancer, a mom with a daughter. Again, Lord, we're asking for your healing and grace over them. And for Keely Lynn and her family and the loss of her cousin a couple of weeks ago. Lord, there's so many folks that we know and care for, those we just named and others in our hearts that need you. Lord, they need your goodness to be evident. They need healing. They need encouragement. They need wisdom. We all do. So we come this morning really humbled, yet confident, because you invite us to the throne of grace, and you want us to come with honest and open hearts as we pray through the music, as we listen to the sermon words spoken to us from you, Lord. Help us to respond back. We know that prayer is responding speech. Give us the encouragement to respond back to you because you've spoken love into us. In Christ's name we pray with so much gratitude that you are you, powerful, strong, healer, present, good. Amen. I am so excited to introduce to you two of my really good friends 
Sam and Jane Greaves, who got married just a few months ago, and they're going to tell you about our young adult Taco Tuesday mixer this Tuesday night. Hello, I'm uh, Sam Greaves. This is my wife, Jane. We've been uh, <laughs> married now for a few months, and we're looking forward to having anyone and everyone to our home uh, for the young adult mixer coming up this coming Tuesday, and uh, it's been something we've looked forward to uh, that Kathy's put on for us the last five years or so, and it's uh, just a great time to meet new people. Yeah, so uh, if you're in your 20s and 30s, come over this Tuesday, February 22nd. Uh, we'll have really yummy tacos, and it's just a fun time to meet some new people uh, in the community and uh, fellowship and just grow deeper in your faith and it's just a really fun time so we're excited to have you yay <laughs> I saw Sam and, Jan Sam and Jane walk in and we're glad you guys are here live in person <sighs> tonight is really big it's late night game night for all students from 6 to 10 p.m. And the rest of you people are going to be really jealous because it's four hours of non-stop games and action. Some of them are really cool, like uh, one of them is Extreme Bingo. There is Pizza Volleyball. That has my name written all over it. But my personal favorite is Snake Racing. Dead silence there. I noticed that. <laughs> Students are going to want to do that, I'm just saying. So get your... Teenagers here for a great night. Now we have the joy and privilege of introducing some new members. And so I want to invite them forward as Fitz comes up here. We're going to invite Connor Dietz to come up here on the stage. And Libby and Ben Powers and their baby boy Robbie. Come on up as quickly as you can if you'll as, join us. As Connor walks up, I'm going to say quickly who he is. He's Most importantly, he's marrying... Danielle Mackey on the 9th of April and in in soon here. So Connor, Connor is a graduate of the United States Air Force Academy and he played quarterback for them, was a starting quarterback in a high-powered offense that threw the ball around. He can still sling it. And the third thing you need to know about him is he, he does software work that has to do with what he describes to me as LinkedIn for all athletes of all levels. So ask him about that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then uh, Libby and Ben, of course, they have their baby boy, Robbie. He's not quite a year old yet. I think that'll be in June. And Libby works for a cochlear implant company called Advanced Bionics. And she's their clinical specialist and sales rep. Hence, he didn't have his ear plugs on this morning, and they're in the back with the baby. <laughs> she says, I'm an audiologist. You'd think I'd remember. But we're excited. She is also, together, they've been serving on the Serve Day team for about the last three to four years. Libby is in charge of it for next year. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. And Ben, Ben is with Valley Bank. He's a vice president uh, for corporate banking, and he manages and originates banking relationships for Valley Bank, and um, together, as I told you, they've been serving on the Serve Day team, but also they're a part of a young couple's life group, um, and Connor and Danielle are part of the team that helps make the young adult ministry happen, too, which is really cool. So we're excited that you're here, and we want to ask you just a couple of quick questions. There's 10, okay? <laughs> no, very detailed questions, so actually just a couple. One is just... We know that you have come to us as followers of Jesus Christ, and you've chosen to be a part of the body of Christ at First Pres. And so we want to ask you, will you, together with us, seek to follow Jesus with all of your heart and with all of your soul to grow in your relationship with him? If so, say, we will with God's help. And we want you to know that we're making promises to you as well, because our promise is it not to pray for them to encourage their growth in Jesus so that together we might serve God, worship him, and glorify him. All God's people then get to say amen. amen. Woo! Thanks, guys. Thank you. We love y'all. Whoops. And we're still, oh, gosh, I hope I didn't ruin something. We're still trying to get chairs in the room. Sorry, guys. We know you're looking for a spot, and we're glad you're here. 
Um, I'm so excited to tell you that as we continue to pray and search for our permanent home for Matthew 25, our church's ministry to those who are hungry and homeless, that we now have, because of your prayers, two interim locations where we can serve. Guess what? We want you, and we need your help. We do. The two locations are one at our previous church location in downtown Tampa, uh, Zach and Marion Street. We're doing a scaled-down version with bagged lunches, bagged breakfasts that we do in cooperation with Metropolitan Ministries and the good work that Francesca Michelini does to get food from other places. So that's a scaled-down version of what we used to do there. The second location is with Tampa Hope. And that is in Ybor City in cooperation with Catholic Charities. They have all these folks living in tents that are on platforms. We get to serve them a big meal on Saturday morning also, as well as offer them clothing and other things that they need. But I want you to understand, even as we need you in those two locations, and as we continue to pray for our permanent home that we want to build to create all that we want to do, for those who are hungry and homeless, that Matthew 25 ministry is still very robust. We are actively helping men and women who are living on the street to find a job. And then when they find a job, we give them a bicycle so that, that has been refurbished so that they can have transportation to their job. Why are we able to do that? Because of a teenager named Nicholas Michelini, who I want to ask to come join me up front. You're awesome. Yeah. Wait till you hear. Um, the reason, as I said, that we're able to give these bikes to these men and women is because he started out of looking at the need, a mini bike repair shop. And you see a picture of it here. And he's, he had the whole station set up. Friends, from last January through September, just those few months in 2021, because of him, we were able to either refurbish or give away 327 bicycles. <laughs> yeah. And these bicycles went to very thankful men and women who now have the dignity of a job and the dignity of transitioning off the street. That's so powerful. And one of the things about him is he got his Eagle Scout because of this. It's one of the most outstanding Eagle Scout projects that's ever been done in the state of Florida, so much so that he got a presidential award for it. Um, yeah, and um, it's just knowing that the gift of a bike, who knew that that would be so profoundly impactful? Um, and if you have one, if you have a bike gently used or one that needs repair, this man can turn it into gold. <laughs> yes, he can. And so I just want to invite you to do that, to come help on Saturday mornings. And also, here are even five additional ways that you can have an impact that impacts what he's also able to do. We thank God for you and your ministry in our midst. Thank you. So proud of you. And by the way, the word has gotten out. Downtown Partnership and all these other agencies are now calling him for help. Yeah. <laughs> Ash was 
are free because our Savior, Jesus Christ, he tore down the veil that separated man and God. We are free now to have a relationship with the God that loves us and wants to have a dialogue with us if we would step away from the busyness and the hurry to hear his still, small voice. If you came into this service longing for that voice or for his presence, be of good encouragement that he has not left you. He is all around you. He is with you. He is before you, and he wants to live life beside you. So let's take this moment to just soak in his presence.
So as you've already figured out, we're going to talk about prayer this morning. We've been in this series, we're ruthlessly eliminating hurry. So this morning, we're going to call it a beginner's guide to prayer. So make yourself at home. This is just for all of us. And you know what? There really are no experts in being in a relationship with God. All of us should feel welcome as people that say, I really don't know much about what I'm doing. That's who, that's who most of us are. If I could use an athletic analogy and coming from my own background as a runner and a pretty good one. How good can you be as an athlete? The question is, how bad are you willing to hurt? That's the answer to the question. Let's put it in football language. In fact, I never played football. I was small, but I wasn't mean. Some of you got that one. A person in our Thursday morning men's group, our life group, played linebacker in high school and said about the linebacker coach who after a play, the linebacker coach runs to the mess there as the, as the pile is unloading and grabs this young man by the helmet and puts his head up to his face. And he began with an entry-level expletive that he takes from one syllable to two because it's Atlanta and he's a Southern. I'm not going to repeat it. Then he says his last name and then he says this, you got to want it. you got to want it. That's the challenge this morning. you got to want it. Yes, you do. Jesus' people, Jesus' apostrophe, the people attached to him, his apprentices, you and me as a family, what he wants is all in. So you came in here this morning, and I don't know what you're expecting, but what I'm issuing is a challenge. Go all in in your relationship with Jesus. Do not think he wants anything less because he wants everything. And prayer attaches us to him. Prayer puts us in his presence. Prayer is a non-negotiable negotiable element. It's a central feature of being attached to Jesus, which is why I pulled the trellis back over here. Everyone can see it online and also in the room. This trellis is the structure. It's a, it's a visual image, a metaphor that helps us understand. And you could put a piece of paper and write prayer and staple it up there somewhere. When we pray, when we come into the presence of Jesus, we're close to him. And that's the goal here, to be near him. And we're, Here's what we're doing. We're learning to follow Jesus. He is our leader, our rabbi, our teacher, and we're as close as we can get, literally, physically, like the dirt from his sandals is kicking up and it's in your hair. And what we're doing is watching what Jesus did. And he loved crowds, but he honed in on individuals, so he was one at a time loving. But also, he always prayed. In fact, Jesus had a very busy life. He was never in a hurry, however figure this out. But when we're close to him, we begin to see we can do that too. Never in a hurry, but always praying. In fact, the busier his schedule got, the more he prayed. We do the opposite. But that's what we're trying to do. Learn how to be more like Jesus. And there's a couple of ways that you and I have been getting this good. And I want to just say, hey, let's we're keep doing this good work we've been doing. The first one is this book.
That's not in my notes to do that. <laughs> the first thing I want to say, way to go, is this book. There are about 80 or 85 of these, and some of you are, it's times two, because some of you are using them as couples. So what I'm saying is, you're, we're doing it. We're helping ourselves become a family that's centering on attaching to Jesus. And this book is a tool. It's sort of a, a way of us being a part of this conversation we've been having about eliminating hurry. If you read it and look at it, a lot of what's in here we've been talking about on Sundays. So this is a great thing. The other thing is what we called FP 2.0, first press, two, and whatever comes next. And here's what we started doing. Three and a half years ago, you did this. You know what we did? Every day, 7.07 a.m., 7.07 p.m., we've been praying. Don't stop. Why would we stop? You know what the other thing we did is fast. The first Wednesday of every month, and you get an email from Kathy, and Kathy says, let's fast together as a family. If we look carefully at Jesus' family since Jesus, the people who pray and the people who fast, wow, cool stuff happens. Really a miraculous things happen, and that's who we are. There are two of these books left, by the way. The first two to get here in Venmo them, they're yours. <laughs> so I wanted you to be aware of the fact also this morning, just practical how-tos. I have this for you. It's for free. There's a basket of them. This comes from the man that wrote the book. It's just a workbook. It'll help you with your trellis. Now, you can QR code it and go get it on our website, or come get a physical copy that's up here in the basket. Either way, it's just another thing like the book to help you do what? Go all in, because that's what Jesus wants from us. Jesus wants everything we have. So what I'm trying to do is this. I'm trying to get us fired up and inspired right now. I'm coming in from 55,000 feet. I'm challenging us. I'm trying to say, want it. In a few minutes, though, we got a surprise coming. And then after the surprise, we're going to get some basic how-tos. So inspire, surprise, how-tos, right? I'm about, to, I'm about to the end of the surprise, uh, inspiring part, but I wanted to tell you a couple of things first. A couple of things about what prayer is not. Okay, you ready? Here's what prayer is not, and we get frustrated. Prayer is not a magic wand. Prayer is not a fire extinguisher. Prayer is not a tug of war, even though we've been sort of shaming our phones if you wanted to and get, a, get your phone out right now and take a picture of that thing right there. But get it ready because the next thing is going to be even worth memorizing. Prayer is none of, it's not some kind of a ritual to relieve guilt. That's not what prayer is. Here's what prayer is. And McLean already said it. Kathy already said it. Prayer is a conversation. It's not a ceremony. Get your phone out. It's legal. Take a picture. This is tweetable. Prayer is not a, it, prayer is a relationship. It's not a ritual. Conversation, relationship. I want you to want it. It's what Jesus wants from you, nothing less. All in, a relationship, a conversation. Let's hear now from a couple of people who are going to tell you about how prayer has changed their life and about how their life has changed and how prayer has been a part of it. So I'm going to invite Karen Berry and Dan Fields to come up and take a stool with me. And we're going to hear great stuff. And Adam's going to show you the microphones. Dan, why don't you sit right there? Don't get too close to me as a friend. I might ask you to do something like this, too. <laughs> so, Karen, I think we'll start with you. And so, Karen, Karen is... What'd you say? Good choice. <laughs> so, Karen, Karen and I talked about this, and she came to mind, and Dan came to mind. And so, Karen, Karen has had some transformative things that she's just excited about, and she wants to tell you about some of them. How's that? An open enough question. Good morning, everyone. Is everybody hearing me? They told me to hold the microphone up close to my mouth. So um, I'm just so glad to be here, and I was so thankful. Um, I think any time someone asks you a question to really reflect on, then for those next few days, it is just a great time to just um, have some time with God and really think about things. So um, I appreciated uh, Fitz asking me this. Um, when I was thinking about it, I... Um, 
I thought really how my life has changed through prayer is one of the main things was when you said the word ritual, I think that really um, hit the nail on the head. I think as a child and growing up, I would pray before a meal because that's what our family did. And I would pray at night because that's what I had always done. And, um, and those are wonderful and um, great things. But where my prayer life changed was when I learned how to have an intimate encounter with God through prayer. And what I mean in that is I'm kind of a visual person. So instead of kind of just going and like almost being at the principal's office and saying, God, I'm sorry I did this and please be with these people, I started visualizing God in all the ways scripture tells us. And um, I would kind of get myself there before I even started my prayer. And that has changed my prayer life. So if it's something I'm struggling with and I need God to be this massive, big God that we know he is, then I am visualizing that in my head. I'm walking into his throne room Thank you for Jesus, that he has given us the opportunity to just be right there present with him. And I know I need this big God to be helping me have peace and get through this. And if I am having one of those days that I just need a good friend, then I am walking beside Jesus on the beach or sitting beside him in the chair and just going to really talk with him as a friend. So I think that has been a huge impact on my prayer life, and um, I invite you, if you've never really had one of those encounters that you are just in the presence of him, these songs make it happen. I mean, to me, they do. So it's really good for me sometimes to listen to some worship songs, um, to just remember all the qualities and characteristics of God and um, before I even start to pray to him. And then um, I was also sharing with Fitz that um, I think when I start my morning now in prayer, which is what I've learned is so important through the church and through Bible studies and giving him my first fruit, um, then I'm reminded he is dwelling within me and he is with me at all times. So then I am now praying throughout the day. Um, at just different little moments, not planned. It's not the same as the intimate encounter that I had with him in the morning. It comes now, he is with me, I feel him around me, and um, then little things that happen throughout the day, um, I'm gonna pray. Um, and a couple, I know I'm talking a lot, but um, <laughs> a couple other things that people have shared with me that totally changed my prayer life too, was um, like, one, as a mom, and you'd be folding the clothes, they're like, instead of turning the TV on or being grumpy that it's laundry day, take the time while you're folding clothes to pray for your children. Um, pray for your husband. Take those moments. You're touching their things. And thank God for them and um, just pray. And like another time the same in the same person I was talking to she's like when you're walking the trash out or you have those tasks that you're just like Ugh, um you know pause and think look up at the sky look at the flat whatever you're having to do pause and see God in all of those moments because he is there so um I think that those were my main things I wanted to share and I just hope that um I mean prayer is just um, it is a privilege. And so I think when you come from a posture of it is a place that you get to do it and you don't have to do it. And I think back and I mean, everyone does, right? Or we have a dry spell and things like that. But it's just a reminder, we don't live under the law anymore. We don't have to do it. God, we're written on God's hand once we've said. And, but when we spend time talking to him, your relationship with him will just continue to change and you'll see him everywhere. So Dan, Dan's vocation changed, and Dan can tell us about how that impacted uh, the way he prays. How's that, Dan? Is that a good way of introducing? Yeah. Thank you. First of all, thank you for putting me up here with Karen Barry. <laughs> did, did something go wrong with the recruiting process? <laughs> um, uh, 
Um, so yes, I, I had a 20 year stint of uh, managing orange groves for uh, families here in Tampa that own property and some other agricultural stuff and had few, just a couple of employees really most of the time we contracted a lot of stuff out and I had a pretty nice gig. It, it went, uh, you know, uh, stress level was fairly low, um, you know, for, for a long time. And, uh, and as a result, I kind of got lazy in my faith and um, was, uh, in retrospect, I think I was being a, a fan of Jesus and not a follower of Jesus because um, I've been a Christian for a long time and I, I wouldn't do anything bad. I just wasn't praying a lot and all that kind of stuff. Change in life, uh, greening disease takes out uh, the groves and I recommend to the people I work for that you should sell, which means I have nowhere to go. <laughs> uh, so um, anyway, a friends of mine said, you ought to buy a company, small company, and I said, I don't think I did, could do that. And they said, yeah, you can. And I started drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> And next thing I know, I own this tree service with a bunch of employees, a bunch of equipment, and a bunch of problems. And uh, so I was worried that I could be in a situation where I didn't have a job. I've seen people, unfortunately, at the age of 50 go into financial ruins trying to find a job. So I was really worried about that, and that started the whole ball rolling. Then uh, the next worry became, okay, I have a job now. You know, I owe the bank a million and a half dollars and my equipment's falling apart and my employees are a pain and they're leaving and they're causing trouble and I can't sleep at night. And it was just very difficult. And I realized that I ain't in control and I gotta go back to prayer and trusting in God and not just, uh, you know, looking from afar. So um, that, uh, you know, that unfortunately those times in life, at least, at least they forced me to God and not something else. And uh, so anyway, um, I started getting up in the morning and, and, you know, starting my day off praying. And uh, I have this little 10 minute session if I get up at the right time and walk the dog at the right time and do everything right, I can sit there for 10 minutes and try to start the day. And the first thing I say to myself, because I've already woken up a lot of times with worries and, uh, you know, how is this going to go and who's going to show up today, <laughs> you know, and just crazy stuff. And I have to say, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I think that if, God um, has made this day for us, it probably hurts his feelings a little bit if we wake up with a bad attitude and think this sucks, you know? <laughs> so um, that, be that begins to change my thought pattern. Uh, and then I, you know, start praying and the dog sits next to me. And then, then I get in the car um, and I, and by the way, I pray for that's kind of a start the day, uh, you know, whatever prayer, whatever's on my mind. Then I get in the car and I listen to the news on 970 WFLA. And then, <laughs> and then I um, turn that off. And the rest of the time I have a, a uh, I, I was praying, I started doing that and praying and I realized I was praying a lot for me and all my issues. And I thought, you know what, that's not good. And I know you're supposed to start with praise and others and I forget the whole thing. You're going to get a, I'm not a great student of that. But. I, as the beginning in prayer 101 we're getting it just in a minute when we finish I'm reminding everybody of just exactly that. I know that formula but I only I, I have a uh, oh by the way in that 10 minutes in the morning on the stool Fitz will like this because he knows I'm not a big reader. So Jesus calling um and you know all the different Jesus books or whatever uh, that Sarah, Sarah Young Sarah Young does those those are too long for me. 
so I have a cliff notes that comes up on my phone during that 10 minutes. Uh, and, and the cliff notes are only like two sentences from the talk part and the end of verse. So um, that's kind of the way I've gotten through life. But um, so anyway, so I get on the bridge and I'm fine. I'm praying for myself. So I, I back up and I, as I grow through this, I start doing praise and I always kind of lump praise and thanksgiving together. And then I started praying for others and I ended up with this bridge list, I call it, where all these people, most of them unfortunately have cancer and, you know, and it changes. Some, I, I love when people graduate off the list because I can't think of too many and I only have so much time. So, you, you know, the hope is you graduate off the list because um, <laughs> there's new ones coming on. But I, I started praying for that and then I finally will pray for the day again. And then I roll into my office and, and that gets things started where, like you said, during the day I've got sometimes in this crazy business I'll have like three highs and three lows all in the same day. And, uh, you know, and it makes you go back to what you started in the morning. And so uh, sometimes it's a 30-second prayer or a, you know, 10-second prayer or a, you know, thank you for getting me through that, God. And so, anyway, so it's not quite like Karen yet. But I'm <laughs> getting there. Oh, and one more thing. My, my, my favorite verse that I think uh, everybody should like is um, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, Lord, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And, uh, you know, knowing that God wants that for you just kind of makes you look and say, and he's gotten you through these things in the past, um, makes you think, you know, maybe this is the real deal. So. So I knew that was gonna be awesome. Thank you, Dan. Um, uh, I was moved by what both of you said, and I'm, you may or may not have been able to see it, but I got tears. Um, I told you that we'd get ourselves fired up. I want you to want it. I want to want it. Let's do it together. And I'll, these two folks, just regular people living life and sharing their stories, and you heard some how-tos in there. So I'll leave those for you. I love the bridge list. What a great way. You know you're going to hit the bridge and you have a list. And as soon as you hit the bridge, you trick, you, your mind goes to that list. But I got, I got some how-tos for you. This is 101. And Dan mentioned it, and he was teasing me a little bit, trying to make sure I knew he didn't remember anything I'd said. So that's fine. So here, here they go. The first one. And it's yay, comma. So we're, grammatically speaking, friends, this means we're in direct address. We are speaking to God. You got me? You know, I'm a grammarian. You know that. Yay! And I'm aimed at God. God! And Dan was saying that's the first one on the list. I would say, well, I would say it's probably the biggest one, the middle finger. Okay, but sometimes you might be mad at God. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. God can handle it. If you're angry at God, read the Psalms and you'll see they're full of the hurt and the rage and the disappointment and the waiting. So God is first. And so let, if you're using your hand, Number two, thank you, God. Thanksgiving is the fancy word. So I'm using my thumb because it's thumbs up, right? You with me? What, so in the morning, I forgot, to, I forgot to say this, a how-to. Before I go into these, just hit pause. I forgot to say this. Here's what you have to do. You have to do what you heard both of them say. You have to go somewhere in the morning and sit quietly I don't know where Karen goes. Dan was sitting with his unbelievably beautiful dog. And you have to set your alarm clock for 15 minutes earlier than what you currently set it for and go to bed 15 minutes earlier than your current. I, you didn't lose any sleep just now. Do the math with me. S go to bed earlier, get up earlier. We just moved the needle hall 15 minutes in one direction. And here's the other really important thing to do. One, set the alarm for earlier. Two, go to bed earlier. Three, let your phone stay in its bed until after you finish praying. 
If you're not going to do that, if you're going to have to have your phone with you, then dupe yourself. If you look at my phone, you'll see all of my Bibles are right next to social media. So when you open your phone up and you look for it, social media, the Bibles are sitting right there. And they're just going to say to you, don't tap the social media icon first. Go to the Bible first. So one, two, three. How to. Then we have praise. We, we did that one. Yay, God. We had thanksgiving, which is thank you, God. If you start writing, you're going to be there a while. 15 minutes. Some of us are going to grow to more than that. The third thing is, I'm sorry, God. Let that be your index finger pointing at yourself. Or if you point it out like this, most of the fingers are pointing back. Way to remember it. I'm sorry, God. Basic human things. Yay. Thank you. I'm sorry. Number four, fancy word, intercession. Help them. That's what Dan's bridge prayer is. Help them. And many of us, and that would be this finger, your ring finger, the pinky. You're not the least important person in the world, but out of the list, if you, if you, if you don't start elsewhere, you'll end up staying on the pinky finger. Help me. Petition. That's the fancy word. So we're, and you know what, I, Dan, and I, I don't know that the order matters other than I don't think I should start with me. What I find sometimes is I get to personally, I, in the mornings, I get to yay God after I start saying thank you. For me, it kind of works these days. It's working in that order. I, I think about people and whatever, and I got to think of being grateful. And I may whine a little bit about whatever's going on in my life, but sooner or later, the gratitude leads me to yay God. It happened this morning when the band was rehearsing the blessing. I was in here almost by myself, and they were crushing it. And this emotion came over me, and I told uh, Catherine, I think, Catherine, it's just gratitude. But I ended up in yay God this very morning at 940. Thank, praise, thanksgiving confession. Don't, don't mix that up. I, I hesitate to use the word confession. Not, it's not about the Roman Catholic. They do this thing where if you're a Roman Catholic, you had to go and talk to the priest in the booth. That's a way of saying, I'm sorry. Confession, maybe another word is to admit it. I'm sorry. And you just move through that. So that's a how-to way to pray. Go to bed earlier. Get up earlier. Leave your phone out of the conversation. And then work your way through those things. You will be a different person, transformed in the way that Karen and Dan talked about all in. My dream for you and for me is that we're a family that works hard to make attachment to Jesus the center of our life together. I'm going to pray. Don't forget to come grab the free workbook or buy one of the last two books. Let me pray for us. Gracious God, we are your sons and daughters and therefore we're brothers and sisters. We're a big family and oh, we want it. We want you. We want to be as close as you, to you as we can get and then learn to live the way you live. So we, we see you, Jesus, loving people. You are aware of crowds, and then you hone in on individuals. And you get, you get a lot going on, and you, you have a busy, full life, but you're never in a hurry because the more you focus on people, the more you take time extra to be alone and to pray. And we want to be that kind of people. Gracious God, thank you that we get to sing and we get to think and we get to celebrate. Thank you for the many ways we celebrated today. Help us, gracious God, to want you more and more. And we know that above everything else will please your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, feel free now that if you would, just to stand up, we're going to sing this last little piece and you can run out the door hooting and hollering. to